Hello, friends. Welcome to the Career Guru Podcast. I am your host, Steve Yanofsky. What a glorious day it is to start your path on a new career. Doors are opening here at the Boston Career Institute even as we speak. And I'm here holding the key for you. So tune in, stay sharp, and enjoy yourself. This is going to be great. Hashtag Let's Career Up. Before I get started today with our last installment of human anatomy and medical terminology, I wanted to introduce you to one of your former classmates, so to speak. She was a few classes before you. She has a very unique story that I wanted to share with the rest of you out there. So without further delay, I'd like to introduce you to Lynette Sotomayor. She is a graduate of the program, a successful graduate. And she has gone through some interesting steps to get to where she is. So, Lynette, take a moment to introduce yourself to the people out here. And uh, let's um, talk a little bit about your story, okay? Hello, everyone. I'm Lynette Sotomayor. So, I started last year, February. Joined the class, really excited. As many of you guys know, you know, going into this, you guys don't really know what to expect with Steve and the school and the hospitals and all that good stuff. But just going through the motion, I ended up really enjoying the class. As Steve mentioned, you know, all of the processes that I was going through and all the motions that I was going through as well. So I started, like I said, in February. And what I did was um, really key in on what Steve was saying about really getting a head start of your work hours. So you guys need, a, I think it's 400 work hours to be signed off for the certificate. So Steve, I would assume that he mentions in class every day that you guys are on that, you know, to send him your resume. I did that. Correct me if I'm wrong, Steve. I think I got it back in like two days, maybe. And he said, and sure enough, I put it on Indeed. Three hospitals actually got back to me. One hospital was immediate the next day. And then two others followed after that. When I looked at all the hospitals, you know, took into consideration, you know, the location and, you know, what would be more convenient for me in terms of travel time versus, you know, the pay. So I ended up landing a job that was 12 minutes away from my house which has been very convenient and I'm, I'm still there. With that being said, it was something that I definitely paid attention to Steve when he was showing the videos on how to interview, of just really paying attention to when you go to the interviews, how they you know ask the questions. A lot of hospitals that I've had interviews with, they do a lot of different things. Some will show you the actual department, others kind of just key in on who you are as an individual and you know really focus on if you are a best fit for their department and so on and so forth. It was one of those situations where, like I said, I made the decision to choose a hospital that was close. I am 12 minutes away. So I'm in the South Coast area, right near Fall River and Swansea. So there is a hospital in Fall River that I chose to stay at. They are a hands-on hospital. That was one of the things that the manager emphasized in the, the email reaching out to me. So what they do is really pay attention to, you know, the coaching and the teaching and all that good stuff. So some hospitals will will put that out there and other hospitals won't say that at first, but, you know, you have a year to get your certificate and just making sure that, you know, you, you know, you know, all the the areas of the department. Let me back up just a little bit, Lynette. Let's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad we sort of jumped it, jumped right in and talking about your employment history. Let's talk a little bit about you, how you joined the class 
and a little bit about you, if you don't mind, from a standpoint of of, of personal situation. So you came here, you were a, a mom already at the time, correct? If I may uh, disclose a little bit of information, you were already on the way of having your second baby, am I correct? Yes. Okay. So now you're a happy mommy of two, and you enrolled in a class with all the issues that comes with motherhood and raising children and being able to get through the class. Yes, you did pay attention specifically to when I when I was talking to all of my students about sending me your resume and getting, starting, uh, getting started on uh, working as soon as possible so as not to participate in clinical internships, which are free, and it's much better to just get a job and, and get moving with that. So yeah, I got your resume, we worked it over together, and you submitted it to various employers. I just want people to understand so we're not jumping through anything. Tell us a little bit about what it's like to go to school. In your particular situation, what gave you the confidence to actually just start applying for work and actually just going out to interview? Because these are significant steps that uh, frighten a lot of people. Tell me what gave you that push and the confidence to actually just go and do it. So start with uh, a little bit of your personal situation, what it's like to be a parent, adult learner. What is the success that you have experienced personally? I started before going into this course. I actually was a youth development team director at the YMCA in Boston. So completely different from being in a hospital setting. The reason why I made a decision to choose healthcare was because of the security of knowing for the fact that, you know, most hospitals are 24 hours in the state that we're in now. Healthcare providers um, are obviously in need, regardless of what department you're in. Um, the hospital needs to run and they need people. So those were the big factors. As Steve mentioned, um, I just had my daughter two years ago, actually. Wow, time is flying. Making this decision, I found out that I was going to have my second child. So a lot was kind of riding on, you know, what to do. A lot of pressure of, am I going to be able to focus? Am I going to be able to manage a whole bunch of stuff on my plate? There was a point in time where I did fall off. I was taking the class in the mornings, but the hospital that I ended up going to needed me to train during the days. So that definitely shifted my focus because I was consistently there and then fell off a little bit. Thank goodness for Steve, just making sure to check in and say, hey, you know what's going on? Just make sure you do your quizzes and having, you know, an individual like Steve to say, hey, I, I get that, you know, things are happening, but, you know, want to make sure that, you know, you push through and, and get through this. I personally am not a school person. Did the college thing, wasn't my thing. I'm a very hands-on person, so actually staying in a college course and, you know, doing the two-year or four-year just wasn't my thing, as well as I never had really an instructor or a professor that was very motivated and involved in their students. So when having an instructor like Steve, that actually made me feel more confident to push through and to get through the program because, you know, if he is, you know, saying, you know, I, I want you to, you know, get through this, whatever you need, reach out. It really made me feel like, okay, like I, I can do something, you know, if this individual is, you know, here and doesn't know me from a hole in the wall, but is just saying like, you got this, you know, let's get through this, whatever you need. I'm here. That really put stamp in, you know, me pushing through and getting through. So 
the times that I had with my crazy, crazy schedule, being pregnant and dealing with, you know, my daughter definitely just, you know, made the time. So if it was, you know, at 12 o'clock in the morning, saying, okay, I'm up, I might as well just, you know, do a quiz or two, you know, I was doing it. I ended up taking my certificate while I was on maternity leave back in December, and I passed that the first time. So by certificate, Lynette, you're talking about the national certification? Yes. Okay. All right. So let's talk about that a little bit. How did you prepare for that? What were some of the things? I know you addressed some of the techniques that you employed. Like, for example, you just said, hey, it's 12 o'clock in the morning or 12 o'clock at night, whichever way you want to look at it. It's 12 a.m., I'm up, I may as well do some quizzes. So talk a little bit about about your technique and how that helped you pass the exam. So because of the fact that I was working, a lot of the things that we were going in class, kind of just hand in hand, muscle memory. So the things that we were going through, I would then apply that to what I was doing at work, which was extremely helpful. I will say if I did not have the job, and I was just doing it solely based on what I was doing in class, I probably, let me take a a step back. I don't know what would have been the outcome if I didn't work. You know, I'm always going to, you know, have faith in, you know, everything that I do, I do, you know, with my best foot forward. But having a job was definitely helpful. Like I said, just in terms of knowing what I was reading and applying the things that I remember from class. It is a lot to go back to look at the recordings from class because, you know, they are lengthy. But what I did was I took all of the practice quizzes that Steve had put on for each week. I looked at those. A lot of the ones that I felt like I needed to kind of go back on, I kind of just, you know, went through each section and just pretty much just Whatever I was doing, like I said, at work, I was reviewing with the quizzes as long as as well as doing the quizzes multiple times. And so that's how I ended up just really preparing for it. I gave myself six weeks when I applied and put in the application. So that gave me plenty of time to really, you know, dive in and just review everything. Tell us a little bit about that, uh, the element that when I, when we first discussed your resume and then you applied for a job and what gave you that push to and the confidence to succeed in that interview what what propelled you forward what was driving you what was motivating you to achieve and accomplish for yourself my first class when i started i ended up with all of the the do's and the don'ts and the chemicals and how deadly they are and at first i was like okay not really sure if i want to go into this field knowing for the fact i'm gonna be around all of this stuff <laughs> but i stuck it out because you know it was interesting i am someone who you know as i have children but even before i like cleaning i like to make sure that things are are thorough. So just kind of looking at it in a perspective of your family member or you are going to have surgery, how would you want the instruments that they're going to use? How would you want them to be prepared? And so just looking at that, I definitely, as I had the interview and when I was going around in the department, it definitely put a lot of things in perspective because, you know, it's a lot of you know, organizational skills, and you don't necessarily have to be in healthcare to have those skills. I sure enough didn't come from a healthcare background, but I had a lot of organizational skills. 
dealing with the occupation that I had before. And so also, too, when having the interview, they had an educator, which I thought was pretty cool because what the educator does is that they make sure that everything that comes into the department, you need to make sure that, you know, you are going through the IFUs and making sure that you're using or cleaning or, you know, removing, you know, all that good stuff by what the manufacturer is saying, as well as making sure that you're doing things pretty much like by the book, quote unquote, as well as making sure that you're doing the things in a safe manner. And so for the educator to be there and making sure that, you know, in the department, everything is, you know, up to par, I thought was pretty cool because we could go to the educator and say, hey, you know, I noticed that, you know, this is going on and, you know, I noticed that we're getting these and, you know, so on and so forth. And so there's there's multiple people that you can go to to make sure that the department runs smooth because I, again, I don't know how many of you have healthcare background, but dealing with OR is is a different it's it's a different realm i think in my first 3 months I don't know how many times I've gotten yelled at, cussed out and everything else that I had to have some tough skin just to kind of say, okay, like I get it. You know, someone's life is on the bed and they have to move in a timely manner. They disclosed all of that in the interview just to make it very clear because it's not something where, you know, it's housekeeping or you're working at the gift shop. It's a lot. And when you have doctors that are, you know, demanding things to be turned over, stat, you know, you are definitely running around frantic, trying to make sure that in the timely manner, again, things are being brought down to decon, you know, going through the process and then going out to be, you know, sterilized and put on the shelf and put back upstairs. It's, it's a lot. And again, they disclosed all of this. And I was like, okay, right on. I, I like somewhat constructive chaos. Um, so that was something that really motivated me to say, okay, let's, let's give it a try and see how it is. And I've been there now for a year, so it's it's going good. Excellent. And how are you liking it? Do you find this job rewarding personally for yourself? Yes. I actually, after getting the certificate, knowing for the fact that I could actually, you know, put my mind to something and actually pass the exam, that was rewarding. I told myself that I want to take it to the next level and be certified and, you know, everything else that there is to to offer and see where the wind blows with that. Just really looking at how my day goes and, you know, a lot of problem solving, which I really enjoy to the point where a lot of people don't like decon. I didn't think I was going to like decon because when I started, I was pregnant. So having to do all of that and be gowned up and being very uncomfortable, I was not a fan, but coming back from maternity leave, I'm always offering to go into decon. I actually really enjoy being in there. So every time I go into work, I'm like, if you need me to go in there, it's fine. And they're like, no, Lynette, it's all right. And I'm like, I'm, I'm just saying I can switch out with someone. It definitely is rewarding. Also, too, because of the fact that I got my certificate, there has been more opportunities for me as well. Steve, I don't know if you want me to go into the other interviews that I've had. The floor is yours. You can tell us anything you like. Because everything you want to say is pertinent to everybody else who's in class. So they can certainly listen to this video again and again, and it'll help them out in their journey regardless. So please, by all means. Okay. 
So, yes. So coming back from maternity leave, I did make the decision that I was going to try and um, relocate. So, again, I'm in the South Coast area and my crazy self was thinking of going towards Boston. And I'm pretty sure, as you know, Steve has mentioned that Boston is where the money is at. So I had three, four, five maybe interviews. And that was just solely because I passed the exam. Wasn't sure what that looked like. I landed actually two positions, one at Boston Medical Center, and I was really excited to be a part of that team. Just unfortunately, with my two kids, I wasn't able to take on that position. One thing I really enjoyed about BMC is the difference between my hospital and that hospital is they have tech one, tech two, tech three. They have a tech four endoscopy and a whole bunch of other stuff. And of course, you know, BMC is a bigger hospital, their trauma. So they're going to have a multitude of different types of techs for different areas. One of the things that the managers were mentioning is that they have a trauma team. So someone is coming from the, a helicopter or if it was a stabbing, shooting, whatever the case may be, they're in a terrible accident. They need surgery, you know, as soon as possible. They have a trauma team. And so what you you do is typically, it's roughly what they were explaining to me was that you'll see the same cases. So you'll know exactly what trays to pull, what to put on the case. And you actually are interacting with the OR staff and the patient versus my hospital. We interact with the OR staff, but we don't interact with the patients as well as we all are just standard techs. I know our manager is trying to change that. But that was one of the things that really intrigued me about BMC is that you have room to grow. Not saying that I don't have room to grow over my hospital because I am getting, you know, experience being there. They are all for, you know, the education again, making sure that their techs know, know obviously what they're doing. Everything is always growing and things are changing. So they're making sure that their techs are up to par with that. I also had an interview and a job offer for Morton Hospital. The hours were going to be a lot better. Better. Typically, your hours for the evening are 3 to 11.30. Because of the fact that they are on a lower scale of surgeries, Morton Hospital, their hours were 1 to 9.30, um, which was going to be perfect. But unfortunately, again, couldn't do it because of childcare issues. What they explained to me was they stop, I think, at a hard 5.30. They probably, I think they only have five operating rooms. They don't see a lot of cases. I think the most that they see is maybe 20, where BMC, they see about 100. And my hospital, we were seeing about between 20 and 30. Now we're probably seeing like 40, 50, because a lot of our doctors are running later. So it was, again, a hard decision to decline those positions. But I realized that with uh, me getting my certification, a lot of doors opened up. I believe I had another interview, I mean, a job offer for another hospital. I forget what it was. But yeah, it's just, like I said, knowing for the fact that I got my certification, knowing for the fact that, you know, I put myself out there and, you know, hospitals wanted me and I didn't have much experience. But It was based on, you know, me as an individual and me as someone who they felt like would be a great fit going into their department was a big key factor. Excellent. That's lovely. Well, that sounds great. What is it that you, I I know you'd mentioned that you enjoy uh, or you like working in decontamination area. Tell us a little bit about what you enjoy about the field as a whole. 
just knowing for the fact that you're contributing to the patient and, you know, the overall results is very rewarding. I know oftentimes when I see cases and then they have my name on it from the trays that I have wrapped, I'm like, oh, they're going to use that. Or, you know, oh, I'm going to bring this case up because, you know, OR just got, got called in for an emergency and now I have to go pick the case and personally give it to, you know, the nurses. So it's 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 very rewar- rewarding in that aspect, knowing, like I said, that you are contributing to the success of the patient. Let me ask you another quick question, if I may. So I know you you had mentioned in the beginning that college wasn't quite your thing. What about now? Do you think this particular experience has shifted your thinking a little bit that maybe if something else comes up that may put you in a, in a different realm of both holding a degree or shifting into a slightly more hands-on field where you can make a lot more money, such as nursing or something similar, would you feel more comfortable going back to school, having what you have now and having been able to pass the national boards exam in sterile processing and that you indicated that you will try to pass other exams as well, which is great. And I'm here to support you in that as well. So what do you think? Do you think this experience, this relearning how to learn again in this particular field, is it giving you any more empowerment? Does that empower you more to pursue other forms of education? Yes. So I will be very honest with all of you guys. I have noticed that going into this field, this field is very much overlooked. Um, I think the problem is that people in general in a hospital don't realize that if there is no sterile processing, then the hospital does not run. And when they say that, you know, sterile processing is the heart of the hospital, that that's exactly it's it's very true to 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 the meeting. And so having that certification under my belt, I definitely have considered, like I said, taking the other certifications as well as looking into other departments because of the fact that I had that experience, you know, of sterile processing, um, surgical tech, scrub tech, if you will. But there has been other departments that I've looked at as well. And in getting my certification was one of those things where I was really excited that I got it, but felt like it wasn't necessarily a big deal because when you get your nursing you know, degree, it's it's a big deal. You have your pinning ceremony and everything else. And at, at one point I was just like, oh, it's not really a big deal. But when I had my interview at Morton Hospital, I realized that if I remember correctly, they are in a system where they were hiring individuals who didn't have their certification versus individuals who did have their certification. And I think that it's if you have your certification, you get a little bit more money. But I think what I gathered from that was that you took the time to get the education. You took the time to, you know, really key in on being successful and learning about, you know, the department. So a lot of places were looking at it as a standpoint of, okay, so you're willing and able to to learn and grow because this field is growing and they're all, you know, they're always changing with say that they're using a tray or, you know, instruments and they say that they've been using it for 30 years. Someone's reevaluating that. And then they say, you know what? Well, we were using this for 30 years now. Now here's something that's new and improved. And now you're going to have education on it. And so with that being said, it was a really, really good thing that A, I stuck to it. I stuck with it, with everything going on in, in my life. And I wholeheartedly will be continuing 
doing my education, whether it's, you know, becoming a nurse or something else. I know that in most of my interviews, which was very surprising to me in this field, I did have a few managers saying that they can see me as a leader, which surprised me because I'm like, it's the health field and, you know, it, there's there's a lot to it. But for, you know, individuals to see me, see my character and, and see the potential of becoming a manager, some type of, you know, leadership position was really motivating to just kind of stick with it and see where the wind blows with it. Wonderful. Thank you, Lynette. I I mean, I I think this is wonderful for our students to hear. So I really appreciate you coming here today and helping to inspire the next group of people going out there and doing things by the numbers. You know, I want to tell other people here in class that we do have your student uh, who is in class with you who did exactly what Lynette is doing. And I don't want to throw her under the bus. You know, but she did exactly that and she is working and she's accepting more and more responsibilities as uh, as the day goes on. And the folks at the hospital where she works, they have trust and faith in her to even give her supervisory training uh, while she is uh, there. Everything can happen for you. So start early as soon as possible. Send me your resumes. Let's talk about employment. Let's talk about career growth and interviewing and so on and so forth. And I'm here to support you. And I want you to succeed for personal reasons, because I'd like to see my students succeed. I want you to be happy. I want you to be financially secure. And of course, for selfish reasons, where I know that when you succeed, you will send people to this program so they can be where you are and join in on the great things happening within this field. As Lynette mentioned during the conversation, that it is somewhat overlooked, but people are beginning to realize it. As I mentioned to you before, surgeries make up 60% of revenue collected in the hospital, and you are responsible for all that taking place. 60% of all revenue. So if you take all other departments, they're all very important. You take things like emergency departments, you take the labor and delivery, all these things which bring patients in, clients in. But the business end of the hospital functions around mostly the operating room. That's where the magic happens. And this is where you are. And as uh, Lynette mentioned about some of the hospitals who are beginning to include the sterile processing technicians, I know Lynette mentioned the Boston Medical Center, for example. They're trying to push the sterile processing department into the realm of the perioperative team so you don't feel quite so remote, so you feel connected. So the quality of the and the output of the work improves because you're part of that team, not just somebody working in some basement of the hospital or remote location in the hospital where the instruments are. No, you're part of that team. You're a major part of that team. And without you, nothing happens. So just keep that in mind. Linda, thank you so much. You're welcome to come back anytime to talk to uh, to us and uh, stay in touch with me. Let me know if I can help you and support you. Thanks again. Truly appreciate you being here. Very proud of you.
Thank you so much. And I just want to say one thing before I leave. Really take advantage of Steve and his resources because they definitely get you far. I did want to mention also just how powerful, you know, Steve is, you know, in in this realm of this field. I have a co-worker who didn't take the class at all, but Steve has multiple videos on YouTube So he came across Steve's videos and he took his exam this week. And because he was listening to Steve and again, not one of Steve's students, but because of the fact that Steve has a whole bunch of content out there, he passed his exam with the help of those videos. So a proven fact that what Steve is giving you guys works. You know, I if I didn't listen to Steve and I was just kind of like, oh, you know, I'll get a job when I whenever I want to a to put it out there, I want to be you know able to pay for my my house. But B, more importantly, I wouldn't have opened up all of these opportunities that that I've had come so far. So please don't hesitate to reach out to him at all. Definitely will tell you 10 o'clock p.m. is the cutoff time to reach out to me. But in the middle of the night and you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm freaking out. You know, reach out to him, not in the middle of the night, but reach out to him and just say, hey, like, you know, I I need, you know, some guidance. And for sure, he will definitely support you guys. So just, just know that he is there for you for your success. Wow. Thank you. It's much better than any shameless self-promotion that I could come up with. Thank you, Lynette. (laughs) That was super. I appreciate that. And it's all true. (laughs) I am here for you. I hope you found this as stimulating and enjoyable as I did. I'm truly cheering for every single one of you. Lynette did a great job. I got to tell you, I have more students, a lot of students who have already taken every exam that HSPA has to offer. They have four certifications. I have students making significant amounts of money as they have become managers, supervisors. And when I say significant money, I am talking upwards of 100,000, in some cases above $100,000 a year. I mean, that didn't happen overnight. It happened over a period of some years. But once again, I want to tell you these numbers are within your reach. All you need now is to say focus and pass the certification exam and you will succeed. Well, friends and aspiring career gurus, this was fun. Thank you for tuning in. I feel enlightened. I feel empowered and I'm feeling grateful that we spend time with you. For more information about Boston Career Institute, please visit our website, bostoncareer.org. Boston Career Institute has three campuses located in Brookline, Massachusetts, Malden, Massachusetts, and Lowell, Massachusetts. Call our toll-free number, 888-383-6058. For questions, comments, and or information about our podcast, email me at thecareerguru at bostoncareer.org. The Career Guru Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, our website, bostoncareer.org, or wherever you stream your podcast. Subscribe, stream, rate, and review our shows. Your rating and reviews help our show reach new audiences. Produced by PodPro Entertainment, The Career Guru lives within a network of podcasts located at podproentertainment.com. Hashtag the new radio. Looking forward to seeing you soon. All the best to you. My name is Steve Yanofsky. I am the career guru. May God bless you. Hashtag let's career up. <laughs>